Cheers, brothers. Hey, cheers, man. Yes, sir. Salute. We gotta start start every good podcast with with a good whiskey. Yeah, damn right. All right. Um, so this is the story about the first uh, the first person who I knew who made it to TV. Uh, it was America's Most Wanted. Whoa! Uh, this kid, this kid. I met this kid in uh, eighty nine or ninety. Uh, I was in I was in first grade. He was in kindergarten, so he's my brother's year. Uh, and he was the only other Indian kid in the in the neighborhood, right? Mm. And my parents, the first time he came over to our house, when he was leaving, my mom was like, I don't want you ever hanging out with that kid again. Damn. And where's this and at? What's, what's this? This is in uh, South Sacramento. South like, this South, is uh, Elk okay. Grove, California. It's gotcha. like 20 minutes outside of Sacramento. Gotcha. And it was a very, like, white-flight neighborhood. Yeah, so yeah. it's like uh, uh, everybody whose neighborhoods started getting a little too ethnic. Mm. They created their own. This is how every community starts. Gotcha. Uh, like that's how Summerlin became that way because the good neighborhoods started becoming dark for them, and so they're like, mm-hmm. "All right, we got to start over again," mm-hmm. and only allowing certain minorities in, right? Yeah. And so if you got enough money, you can get in. We had just enough money to get in, yeah, but then we couldn't use like the dishwasher or the air conditioner or anything like. Like we didn't have cable and Damn. like. Uh, so we had just enough money to get there, but then like barely enough money to sustain being there. Yeah. Uh, and so this was the the second Indian family that moved in. And uh, I know mom, at first y'all was a little lit, like oh snap, we got some neighbors, y'all come look. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized like the only people that we ever hung out with was like the black, Mexican, and Asian. Like there was no white families that ever let us over, and gotcha. like, they wouldn't come over to our place. Yeah. Uh, it probably doesn't help that we had a schizophrenic uncle living at our house. Oh, shit. Uh, oh okay. man, we should have talked about that instead. Uh, I have schizophrenic uncle. Oh, I got so many stories about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this kid he takes off, and my mom's like, "Yo, I don't want you ever hanging out with that dude again." And I was okay. like, "Yo, that's weird that like there's no other Indian people here." So my parents were like, "Yo, we'd rather you lose your identity as an Indian person, yeah, than hang out with that Indian person." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they they had incredible uh, foresight because years later uh, he ends up on America's Most Wanted and we all tuned in like we knew like we're like yo man this is gonna be the episode and then like in between they're about to cut to commercial and they're like if you've seen this man or if you have any information and they have like his police sketch and his picture and it's like why do you need both like who's gonna see him and be like he looks like the police sketch I saw (laughs) that sketch art is really good yeah like (laughs) Yeah. It was wild, man. Like, there was a, a huge reward. Uh, so, would you pick up the phone? What'd you do? <laughs> well, dude, we all knew exactly where he was. Because he wasn't trying to make it a secret either, right? Uh, yeah. So, here's what happened. So, uh, uh, he ended up on America's Most Wanted because uh, in broad daylight. So, the Sikh temple in uh, Sacramento coordinated with a bunch of other Sikh temples. And they started, like, a youth group basketball league. Like, a okay. tournament, right? Okay. Uh, same way like any like like Christian centers do over here. Right, right, right. right. Uh, church league, that's what we call yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Church so league. they started like a little church league just with a bunch of little turban head dudes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and like Indian kids were going real hard on basketball, especially at that time. Yeah. And so this had been like 2006, I want to say. Okay. Uh, and so his enemy was going to be at that tournament. Gotcha. So he showed up to the tournament in in broad daylight, gunned him down. Damn. With two of his buddies, and then they try to escape. They get both of his friends. He somehow gets out, right, and uh, uh, and makes it to India. And so he so on the that's run. why we already know exactly where he was. Damn. Because uh, he was Facebook messaging us all. Like, hey, what's going on, blah, 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 whatever. He's I made saw, y'all accessories I see, Dude, when shit. I started doing stand-up comedy, he's still in my DM, Damn. and he was like, hey, I saw that you're doing comedy now. That's awesome. You've always been really funny. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're the most famous person I've ever met. Like, Sheesh. Uh, so how it all started was uh, uh, there was this party in San Jose, and he was trying to look cool when he was leaving that party, right? Uh, so he put a gun out the window of his Escalade, and he popped off a couple of shots. But he's a monkey, and he forgot to aim up. And so he shot down, and one of those bullets ricocheted, and it landed in somebody's leg. Damn. Right. The leg of the kid that it landed in was uh, uh, his dad was the owner of a trucking company in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Well, the shooter's dad also owned a trucking company in Northern California. And just by luck... Those two companies didn't like each other, so dads already had beef with each other. Damn! And, and now the son, son accidentally shot the other son. So uh, uh, 
dad of the shooter is like he calls dad of the the victim mm. and he's like look man we don't want to let this get like spent out of control yeah like let's make this go away let's bury it right now i'll give you a million dollars to just leave my son alone oh shit and he goes how about i give you a million dollars and you let me shoot your kid damn and he goes well looks like this shit ain't going away um so now for the next couple years <laughs> like uh like the victim recovers finds out where the shooter's gonna be she shows up with his boys like jump him and then that goes back and forth for a couple years mm. until this incident where where kid I grew up with uh, shows up to the temple and just guns him down in broad daylight in front of children and everything. Uh, so now the feds know that he has, uh, uh, his dad has a trucking company mm -hmm. and they have a lot of connections in Canada. Uh, any Indian person you know has a lot of connections in Canada. Like, <laughs> that's just part of the territory. Uh, so they beef up security on the Canadian border and they're like inspecting trucks and they couldn't find him. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why they couldn't find him is because he got on a truck and went to Mexico and then flew from Mexico to India. Is this the story that's on America's uh, Most Wanted? Yeah. Damn. Uh, so now he flies out of Mexico to India and India won't extradite. So he's just chilling in a village in India, living like a king because his, dude, they're making money hand over fist in Sacramento off of this trucking company, right? Damn. It's like some Breaking Bad shit right here. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now the feds are trying to turn over every stone that they can, trying to find this dude, trying to find a way to get him back into the United States mm. or just trying to get him slipping in any way. Mm. And as they're doing that, uh, they find out that the dad has been using the trucking company as a cover to run cocaine from Mexico to Canada. Damn. So they pop him. Right, and uh, uh, he's like, no, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't have any control over what my drivers are doing behind my back. And, this, and like he tries to play the innocent card. And now he starts beefing up lawyers because they got the money. Mm. They don't know how to wash it. They have too much of it. Uh, and so they're like, all right, we can get these badass lawyers. And so like the state is like is trying to build a case, but they're like, we got nothing. There's no way that we can do anything against the people that he's hiring. Mm. Uh, so then one day a random home invasion happens, uh, and, uh, uh, dad opens the door, son's in India on the run still, dad opens the door, uh, this guy just comes in, guns down the dad, he dies instantly on the scene, puts one in his mom's chest, uh, she survives, she goes to the ICU, her sister, his sisters hear the commotion, they run upstairs to the panic room and they hide out until the coast is clear. Because the whole family knew that something was going to go down one day, right? So they had, like, a routine. So now uh, his dad's having a funeral. He can't go to his dad's funeral because he can't step foot on American soil. Mm -hmm. His mom can't go to the funeral because she's in the ICU recovering. And this is all because of him. Like This is the, this is the little dude from the neighborhood. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, it's all just because of his, just because of his decisions, like yeah. one, how one little bad choice turns into something so much bigger. And now he finally got caught uh, at India. Like he started doing uh, like naughty stuff in India, mm. and they're like, "Well, we heard they want you in America, so why should we use our assets mm -hmm. to to penalize you here mm -hmm. when they want you for murder over there and we'll never have to worry about you again. So now he's serving three consecutive life sentences with uh, zero parole, Damn. no chance of anything. Damn. And dudes, like, he thinks he made it. Like, to him, this was, like, mission accomplished. This is what he's always wanted. Like, this has given him, like, uh, uh, this has validated everything. Mm. Like, he was always into, like, into, like, the worst, worst gangster rap music and, like, mob movies and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. he idolized the people that went mm -hmm. in. So he's like, oh, cool, now I got something on my record. Now you guys know how real I am. That's crazy. That's scary. I mean, even, like, today with the kids, that how they, uh, you know, get involved with this, uh, what do you call it, VR, you know, the, the game, the technology. So, you know, when you get into those dark places, yeah, man, that shit can spiral out. It sounds like, oh, boy, spiral the fuck out. Dude, this, this guy was, he was always off. Uh, he used to be like my little hitman uh, when I was in high school because I didn't grow until after high school. 
Uh. Right. So uh, there was this dude that was picking on me, mm. and uh, he's like, "Oh, hey, you." And this dude was always like, mm-hmm. he was always big, mm-hmm. uh, and so he's like, "Yo, let's go to his house and scare him a little bit." And I'm like, yeah. "All right, cool." Uh, so we pull up. I'm driving. He gets out the passenger seat. He knocks on the door. Dude is picking on me. Opens the door, and this fool just comes in and just starts. Damn. And we're out on the street corner, and we can hear him inside screaming and crying. Damn. We run inside, and like as soon as I get inside, uh, I see him just cock his leg back and kick him in the stomach, and his whole body lifts off the floor. And his mom is standing there, and I was like, "Auntie, I'm so sorry. We're we, like they know me for years." But this dude was never brilliant. Like uh, uh, <laughs> once I he we we're in high school, and uh, he shows up in a wheelchair. And we're like, what happened? He was like, oh, I was cleaning my dad's gun, and it went off. And I was like, what? So everybody was gone, and he was just at home alone. And so he went in the dad's gun closet, and he starts, like, playing around with the guns. Well, you forget you forget that there's one in the chamber, which yeah. anybody who's ever owned a gun on purpose, like, legally, yeah. like, anybody who logically has guns, they know gun safety. But not a kid. This guy's, like, 15. Yeah, yeah. And so he, uh, it goes off, it shoots him in the leg, uh, and he's upstairs, so he calls his uncle, and he's like, hey, uh, I need you to come over, like, I'm, uh, like, I, I shot myself. And he's like, what? He just tumbles down the stairs, and then just, like, keeps rolling, and then just lays out on the front lawn, bleeding out from the leg, and his uncle shows up. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Are the is are the paramedics on the way?" He's what like, "No, I thought you were just gonna take me to." He's like, "Why didn't you call the fucking ambulance, you weirdo? Like, mm. you called me before nine one one." He's like, "We didn't have cell phones at that time. You know, yeah. this is like two thousand or something like that." Yeah, so, I see why your mama didn't want you hanging with this kid. Yeah, so I mean, he, what like, the hell? Crawled over the phone and then picked it up and then physically dialed seven numbers. Yeah. Instead of just three. Like, he went to his memory. Yeah. It's like, this guy was always off, man. Damn. Goddamn. So, you're from SAC. This is all in SAC. Mm-hmm. Shit. All right, man. Shit, I thought it was wild in Louisiana. Man, I'm from down south. You know what I'm saying? I'm just now making my way to the West Coast. So, Sacramento is where you're originally from? Born and raised. Born yeah. and raised. And uh, what was life like before comedy? Because, I mean, you know, were you, hey, I was a class clown. What, I, what the hell were you really, even doing uh, as a kid? Were you involved in sports and shit like that in school? Or what, what were you doing, like, teenage so years? So, I was, uh, I feel like uh, uh, the same brain that has made me good at stand-up comedy is uh, the same brain that made me a good criminal at an earlier age. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, there was a reason why this dude was in my life. Aha, uh-huh. now it's making sense. Like we, What the hell was you up to, DJ? I was up to a lot of <laughs> and uh, once the camera and microphone is off, I can tell you about a couple things because the statute of limitations yeah. has expired. Yeah. On a couple, but here's the thing, like I'm, not a, uh, like I'm not a felon, I'm not a convicted felon or anything like that. Yeah. I've committed felonies, yeah. uh, but like none of it was ever like strong arm, right? It was never fucking with people, it was yeah. always fucking with government, yeah. which is why... Like until this stuff's off. Yeah. Uh, also, like I'm taking uh, 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 for legal purposes, I'm taking uh, uh, artistic creativity or what is it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, creative license. Uh, right. This is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, yeah. Put uh, the disclaimer out. Be, <laughs> none of this can be used in a court uh, right. as evidence because we are only trying to entertain. <laughs> Uh, gotcha. All right. So teenage years. Let's fucking go back to understand this, because that dude had a lot of shit going on. I, and what the fuck was well, you so doing? So I was I was supposed <laughs> to have a, a very particular life path, like uh, yeah. all throughout. Like, your parents loved you. You had a you know. Yeah, they yeah. were they were great. They were distracted, but yeah. uh, they were but they were awesome. Like, yeah. They cared. Yeah. Uh, like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I was in football, and my entire life I only scored. I was free safety. Okay, I played safety too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was safety yeah. and defensive end a little bit. I was, uh, right, good, good. yeah, I was, I was in love. I was yeah. absolutely in love with Hell it. Yeah, uh, and I always, I only scored in like the ninety eighth percentile on on math and science. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like my my goal was to like work for NASA or like I was gonna go to like MIT or my something. My brother like worked that. for NASA too. That was my goal, man. No. That's what I wanted. Was yeah. I wanted to be a computer programmer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be something like dope. Okay. And at that time, like I was, a, I was a little hacker kid. Like I used to make, uh, uh, you remember Progs? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to come us. Yeah, yeah. Like you could go into like a chat room and kick everybody off, and like, like you would just oh, kill. I thought you were talking about the little fucking spinny thing. He's oh no, no, no. no. There uh, was something else we used to play with. It, it was like bloggers. Or, there was some kind of little toys, little spinny things. All right. What? what you what mean pogs? Yeah. No, with the slammers. Yeah, no, that's no, what no. I was thinking about. Okay. Yeah. No progs. <laughs> so. Pretty much what you could do is, uh, uh, like, you could send, like, like mail bombs and stuff like that, where gotcha. it would just, it would cut somebody's internet connection. Gotcha. So this is, we still had dial-up, and, yeah. like, some people had a faster dial-up, but yeah, it was yeah. it still wasn't even really DSL. Yeah. Uh, so you can just go into a chat room and just kick everybody out. Yeah. Like, it was called a punter. Gotcha. Right, so like I used to like program these things gotcha. and, and find out ways to like kill people's internet connection. And, like I was like just this weird little hacker. Damn. Uh, what and the I was, hell did you do that for? Somebody just at the house watching some good old '90s porn or something. And you just like, ah, you just cut their shit off. What, what, no, I mean you gotta keep in mind. Like I mean I'm doing God's work because like yeah. this one. This is when ASL came out, right? <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows what ASL means: age, sex, location, right? Mm. And anybody who's asking that. A hundred percent is a pedophile. This yeah. is just a whole room yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I of see, pedophiles I see. from around the world. Gotcha. So you were cutting out the, the shit. Yeah. Gotcha. Be in these chat rooms gotcha. were like good upstanding people. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right? Gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. like I didn't I didn't give a shit. We used to that was our favorite thing to do when we were like 10, 11 years old. Was like we'd yeah. go into uh into chat rooms on AOL yeah. and we just used to lead uh uh all these these weirdo fucking pedophiles on. Yeah. We were like, oh yeah, my mom and dad aren't home this weekend. You worked for the Chris Hansen like, show. I remember Chris. Remember Chris Hansen used to yeah. pop up in there and shit. I know for when that show came Damn. out, I was like, yo, we had a million dollar idea. <laughs> Damn. The whole time. Chris Hansen used to pop up. Hey, surprise, man. What's going on, man? What's up? Where your pants at? I remember that show. That was good. We used to just fuck with pedophiles all the time. Like and and people were like, yo, That's isn't that kind of weird? I'm like, nah, because like for every hour that we were keeping this pedophile distracted that yeah. was another hour that he wasn't fucking some creating kid. a victim yeah 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 like, and wow fuck them they're pedophiles yeah, i don't yeah, care yeah. about wasting their time right. like, cut the plug yeah. cut them off oh it was a joy wow uh, but then and so that was my my life path but then uh ninth grade came along and uh, uh i couldn't sign up for football because they said that i was too small and they said you're a legal liability you're Damn. not making weight. Like Damn. how small were you, sir? I was tiny. When I graduated Damn. high school, I was five foot four. Mm, gotcha. So and then like two months later I shot up to six feet. Like, out of just nowhere. Gosh. Uh I was always a small every class picture, I'm in the very front row. Yeah. Uh I was almost just this weird little fucking Punjabi kid. Yeah. Just with his hair slicked back, just had the... Oh my God, it was horrible. <laughs> Way too much hairspray. Yeah. Like my cousin's clothes because it was everything was a like hand me downs and shit. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so once once that happened, like once we got to high school and I couldn't play football anymore. Yeah, uh, I was like, well, there's no real need to keep my grades up because yeah. I'm not on the squad anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually I was like, well, I guess there's no need for clean pee. So then I started smoking weed, yeah. and then like my life went a totally different direction. Gotcha. Then I started getting super into rock. Gotcha. And I started playing guitar, and then gotcha. I was like, oh, so you start within a- music. Yeah, uh, I wanted. I always wanted to be in a rock band. Wow! And like coming up, I was always in like a punk band or a metal band. Like Gosh. I was singing or I was guitar. Like it was rocking. It's all in sack. Yeah, nice. I had like this. I had two five piece drum pieces that I uh, drum sets that I put together and made like uh, this massive, like this huge like Travis Barker drum set pretty Damn. much. Yeah. Like I was always doing music stuff. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you ride the music wave. It's a vibe and sack, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that's around the time you started growing the beard out. You, it was probably looked like my shit back no, then. This, this started right. after comedy. Oh, uh, word. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're getting there. All right, it's the good part. Maybe I, I got to restart. No, so that, you did. I started comedy because, uh, <laughs> uh, like, I mean, I had a three foot mohawk. Uh, okay. I had the whole. A, I had to do oh, like shit. Liberty spikes oh, come shit. all the way down. Like I yeah. couldn't even drive because. It, <laughs> Head out the window and shit. Like I couldn't go through. The, like this, this door will be fine. But normal doors, like yeah. I would straight up. I would every time. Gotcha. It was, it was massive. Yeah. Uh, I, I had like nine piercings in my face. I had white contacts. Uh, oh wow. I wouldn't leave the house without my guitar. I was playing all the yeah, time. The, the, the white contacts. That's yeah. like I think Birdman has one of them. Where, where you look and it's kind of like, oh shit. Oh yeah, and you just see the tiny beady. Yeah, ass that's a lot. That's a little that's scared. Oh, ah. terrible! It terrified everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was like that. That's who I. That's who I was. Gosh. That was my soul. Like I was. A, 
Like I rocker. was a you're a rocker. You were that dude. Yeah. I was a scene queen hella hard, man. Yeah, like yeah. I was such a little emo kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, my brother went to UC Santa Cruz and uh, they had a culture show. Mm-hmm. And after the show, they had uh, uh, an Indian comedian from LA uh, who went up and they paid him three thousand dollars for the show. Damn. They paid for his flight. They paid for his food. They paid for his hotel. Like all the expenses were taken care of. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes up and he eats a dick. <laughs> wow. This is a college. College shows can be a little rough too. College kids. Don't well, get... I mean, there's like he's doing like he's doing like pussy jokes and shit like that. Gosh. And there's children and like Gosh. my parents and people older than them. Gosh. Like there's like four generations of human yeah. at this show. Yeah. It's not just college kids. Sure. sure it was sure. just the college kids. He'd be fine. Gotcha. But. He, he, wasn't reading the, he wasn't reading the room. He, he didn't see his it. audience at yeah, all, yeah. and he tried to force, like, uh, uh, he tried to force maturity on a very immature crowd. Yeah, gotcha. Because this is a very, like, Indian people, by and large, are incredibly conservative people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially socially, like, we right. don't, we don't cuss in public. Right. Like, we don't right. he was say just doing naughty things. Yeah. He was doing all Damn. the work. Damn. And as soon as you do it once, you only have that one opportunity. Right. It's they not like you strike off three. At that point. Yeah. You, you're in <laughs> You already know the rules. Right. So, like, I mean, if this was a black dude or a white dude yeah, or, like, yeah. an Asian chick or something right. like that, like, like, they'd be like, ah, they don't know better. Right. But it's like, you know us, bro. Right, right, right. You right. are us. Right. Like, why would you think that this is appropriate? So right. he had no forgiveness. Gotcha. So the first time he did it, he already lost the audience gotcha. for the rest of the, the show. Uh, and then afterwards, we go to go have, like, a bonfire on the beach, and we're passing the guitar around. Okay. And then... Uh, uh, Somebody goes like, "Why don't you start doing comedy, man? You're funnier than he is." Uh, and he had heard that, and he started treating me like shit the rest of the night. Uh, uh, and then the once I got back to Sacramento, I tried going to open mic night at yeah. uh, Last Unlimited and Old Oh Sack. yeah, yeah, shout out Last Unlimited. And yeah. I didn't tell anybody because yeah, I was yeah. like, I mean, the way my friends are, if I don't do well, I'm never gonna live this down. Yeah. So uh, I did it. I did it well enough. For me to be like, ah, you know, maybe to I'm get the itch people. To where you want some more. Yeah. And then the next time I showed up with like 80 people. Damn. And then like every every time I went, like I would have at minimum 30 people showing up to an nice. open mic. Nice. Uh, and I went with a new five minutes every time. And so like six months in, I got my first uh, my first ever. Uh, host weekend. Oh shit! Hell shit! And this and, is all in sack. Yeah, gotcha. You already had a name in the city. You kind of made that transition into comedy. Um, how, how long has it been now? How long have you been doing it since? Uh, what is this? March? It's March twenty twenty two. Pretty much April. Like ne- next month will be uh, thirteen years. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Sweet, sweet, sweet. So what transitions from there? I'm sure you're still working. You got like jobs and shit. No, What's been most of your career path? Have been? Have you been, been doing my other only shit? job for uh, four years and two months now? Gotcha! 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 So, Before that, were you in sales? Did you customer service? Were uh, you I work for the handyman? Government. Oh, shit. Get out there. Hey, I work for the Department of Education. Okay, that's, okay. That's why your kids are so stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, it's my fault. It's my fault. Dude, and I was, I was a star employee there. And Gosh. I used to, like, I would show up late. I would leave early. I took, like, two-hour-long lunches. Yeah. And... Like, I would sleep at my desk. Yeah. Like, everything. I, I did nothing there. Yeah. And, like, one time, the, the lady next to me complained. She was like, yeah, he shows up late, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. doing all this. And my boss was like, yeah. And he's been done with his assignments yeah. for, like, three months. <laughs> We're actually assigning him your work. Yeah. Like, doesn't it kind of upset you a little that the laziest person in the building yeah. is doing better than you? Like, you get here early, you leave late. Matter of fact, what are you doing for nine hours a day here yeah. that the guy who's sleeping is able to do your work for you? Yeah. So you understand where I'm at right now. I can't really reprimand him when he's doing your job. Right. So until you get caught up, there's nothing I can do about this. Gotcha. And then my boss pulled me aside. I was like, can you just make it a little less obvious that you don't give a shit? Like, just <laughs> kind of hide it from me. I'm like, gotcha. all right, I got you. Gotcha. So from there, you just said, all right, I'm out, and you just slowly deviated to just doing comedy, because it takes a while before you start making some money in this shit, too. Yeah. It's like the kind of job where it's like, I'm a comedian now, and then you get like the salary, or you got these gigs that are no, consistent. That's, that's what I was free saying falling, you know? a couple weeks ago. It's like, I left my day job because I was like, I don't want to have a boss anymore. Yeah. And that's what every comic says. Every comic's like, I just, I was just tired of having a boss, but now I have like 45 bosses. 
Yeah. And on top of that, like, I have to beg them for a shift. Right. Like, any other job, all you got to do is get the job. And right. then you get your shifts. Exactly. And you're fine. Exactly. But with this, it's like, you are interviewing and re-interviewing and re-interviewing. Every time you get a gig, yeah. you're interviewing to keep that gig and yeah. to get it in the future. Facts. That's the whole message right there, guys. Straight and it's, up. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's If you don't like the business side of it, like, it's... You better have a strong internet presence so that yeah. somebody will take interest in managing you. Yeah. Because like the only reason why this works for me is I know how to write emails. Mm -hmm. That helps. But otherwise, <laughs> like, otherwise, like I would need somebody else to take over. Like yeah. I know a lot of real, real funny dudes that deserve to be further than I am. Right. That they just can't act like a human when it comes time to meet somebody. Mm. Uh, like they don't know how to just shake a hand and yeah. like. Just go grab a drink after, or go get food, or anything like. They're right. just they'll ignore the booker the entire time that they're there, right. and not even let them know that they're in the building. Yeah, bro, that's a big point because that taps onto two things. That taps into confidence because you have to be confident enough to be able to present yourself in that way, but you've also got to be a little resilient too, man. You know, because yeah, you are gonna get those no's. You are gonna get people that aren't interested. You are gonna have to follow up. You know, it's a lot like it's just like a sales gig. You're just yeah. selling yourself. You know? Yeah, like I teach like a uh, like a business seminar for comedy where it's just like uh pretty much how to leave your day job yeah uh and it's like it's finances for features essentially and i'm like i know this sounds real rapey but until it's a no it's not a no mm. if you're just getting ignored it's probably just that they didn't see your email yeah 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 like, it's still a maybe right but you don't want a maybe to become a no when it was a yes right. because you didn't keep following up. Right. Uh, Sounds like sales. I mean, I've been in the car business for exactly. 50 years, bro. So, yeah, we we have a, a saying that we say in the car business, you know, buy buy or die, meaning we're going to follow up and we're going to stay on that lead. You know, you came and looked at the ES300. Hey, you came. What's up? You know, Merry Christmas. You still looking? You know yeah, so you stay real. You stay there. You stay present. So, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of truth in that. Yeah, it's uh, because uh, also like these, what what comics don't understand is because we're so used to having just a job. Yeah, and those responsibilities are very cut and dry and clear and direct. Yeah, uh, and what they don't understand is these bookers are generally the owner of the club, so giving you dates is just one of the things they do. Right. They're also keeping up with fire code and health code and inspections mm -hmm. and inventory and liquor orders and food orders yeah. and scheduling their waitresses and their bartenders and hiring and firing people. and uh, All the club owners watching are like, yes, exactly. all of that shit, bitch, we do all of that. Yeah, and, and even, <laughs> even at that, like, I have dramatically minimized what they do. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're doing so they're doing payroll and taxes and everything. Facts, like facts. They're wearing a lot of hats. Right. So you just gotta hope that the day that you sent that email is and the, the, the moment that they open it, yeah, is the moment that they're looking at their calendar. Right. So you're gonna get you almost never get no. Yeah. Like even if a booker is thinking, you know what, I don't really like this this Charlie Wilson guy yet. Yeah. That's like usually where it is. It's yeah. usually like, yeah, he's got a little something. Yeah. Let's give him like a year and see if he develops right. into what we need for our room. And then they'll give you another another shake. Another opportunity. And I know like Tom, uh Tom Simpson uh uh at Stir Crazy in Glendale, Arizona, mm -hmm. he loves like he loves when he was wrong about a comic. Mm. He loves when he was like, Yeah, no, nah, it's just not right. And, and then that comic kills. And, and then when he focused. sees him like two years later, some of that, yeah. he'll be like, hey, why don't you come over and uh, yeah. work in my room? <laughs> and he, because he used to be a comic himself. Yeah. And so he loves, like, he knows that the time that he saw you isn't who you are right. and isn't who you're always going to be. Right. You just didn't do great that one time that he saw you. That's why you can't, you know, treat nobody disrespectfully. You can't ever look down on nobody because you see me where I'm at right now. Right. Just be patient, you know what I mean? And that time is going to come where it's like, oh, shit. Every time I go back to Sacramento, I yeah. always go to whatever local showcase or open mic there is. Right. And I, and I like, check in. Yeah. And I just sit in the back and I watch everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, man, this chick We're is... We're student too, man. We're students. Fantastic yeah. now. Right. Like, whoa, this dude, I was hoping would quit when I lived here yeah. and now... <laughs> Like, this new joke he's doing is some next-level stuff. It's like everybody grows at their own pace, and most of these club owners understand that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not completely uh, 
you only get that one first impression. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, you could always evolve out of that initial reaction. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's people that laugh after dark were like, oh my God, we got to have this person. They're going to be fantastic. And yeah. then after like the second or third time seeing them was like, they were still bad on Man. the third time. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, shit, now we've already opened the door to let them in. Yeah. And there's people that initially you've passed up on. Yeah. That now that you've had them, you're like, oh my God, why were we passing yeah, up on them? Yeah, they're like, killing shit. Yeah. But that's the game because everybody wants to put their best foot forward. But, you know, as comics, you know, every time you perform, like to your point, there's a new audition. Yeah. You know, but so, so it's about being ready when that moment comes because our stage is, you know, it's, it's quite a stage. So some people that work in certain environments then come here, it can be a little bit much, you know, especially come out here with the confidence and it's like, all right, shit. You know, our crowd is a little, you know, it's a, we've, got a, we've got a strong crowd that loves the energy. So, right. uh, you know how it goes. You've been there, you know, a lot of times. And you've seen, obviously, some comments get up there that have this big anticipation, but kind of like, ooh, ooh, kind of slip, slip, slip a little bit. Right. There. So, you can never really get too comfortable in this business. you also see, like, some people that go up, like, real meek, and then they still, yeah. like, uh, uh, like, Conan has, like, a very soft uh, vibe. Yeah, yeah, like approach. Even though he's a massive dude, right. he still doesn't have, like, like stage presence, sure, and he still gets over on them perfectly fine, right? right? But true. he doesn't. He doesn't yell at them. He doesn't right. move around. Nothing yep. like. Right. Initially, it's just he's a big dude, right. and so people will listen to that first, that first joke. Yep. But his uh, his cadence isn't necessarily the cadence that would go well for. That's a good point. Fremont Street. That's a good point. On a Saturday night. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but he's able to make that work. Right. Uh, there's people that you would think like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could recommend that person because X, Y, Z. Uh, but like anytime I put my name on somebody, I'm like, just check them out. So yeah. Them <laughs> as much oh, as we didn't say, have some, we didn't have some cosigns. Yeah. Like a lot of cosigns. So I'm going to say like, is yeah. just give them a chance. I'm just making the connection. <laughs> See what you think. If you yeah. guys like them, you guys <laughs> like them. But yeah. I'm not really putting my entire yeah. career and reputation. Yeah. On, on a whole lot of people. <laughs> that happens too. Oh, yeah. Put him on. He's funny. People hype, big hype, you know, their, their peers up. Oh, Which, yeah. as a comedian, it's a tough line because you want to look out for your people. You want to look out for your boy. You want to look out for your, hey, put in a good word for me. So you want to do that. I also want to look out for my own paycheck <laughs> in the future of my career. Yeah, because if you like, co signing, there's that impression oh, on you man. too. I don't know if I can really <laughs> put myself out there for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not really at that point where, where I can call a club and be like, hey, you need to check this guy out. Yeah. Yeah, like if I'm yeah. doing it, it's like, it's like I'm doing it as a favor to the club. Yeah, like yo, let me connect you with somebody that is gonna help your business yes, tremendously. Exactly. Here's exactly. an asset that I'm bringing. Yeah, it can't just be me helping the comic. That's the point right there. That part. Uh, y'all rewind and listen to that part again. <laughs> but straight up, like if you the, the comedian that you're co-signing on, if they have more to gain than we do. Then what is that? Who's 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 the win for? Everybody wants that. Right. That's why we're our, our, met, our DMs and everything is full because everybody wants to get in. But what do you have to present to our stage? Are you sure you're killing it like you think you're killing it and you're right. that confident? I hope so because if we're you get the delusional. shot, you got to be ready. Yeah, like, but every all, comic is a little bit. Right, it'll be delusional. <laughs> like, I mean, just out the gate thinking yeah. that that uh, everybody that wants a hundred strangers walk yeah. into a room and yeah. you're the one that deserves yeah. to be. That's a delusional. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. Out of all these people, you're the one that should be up. But there? comedians are delusional. Yeah. And we gotta kinda think that way too, because we gotta believe, hey, everybody's gonna fuck with us. Everybody's gonna think I'm funny. You know, it's just being prepared when that opportunity comes. Have you right. done the reps in the rooms to be verified and feel good enough about what you've been doing to really position yourself to be sold? Because everybody wants to be sold and put on this stage and that stage, but are you doing the work so that when you do get there, you made that impression that you wanted to make, you right? Know? So it so it transcends, and that, and that takes uh, years of doing horrible gigs. Yeah, because uh, if you've only ever done like the nice rooms, right. the nice notoriety theaters and stuff like Dude, that, have you done backyards? You know, like, what I'm yeah, like dispensary shows. Have you been, doing, like have, have you been <laughs> in the trenches taking yeah. grenades? Yeah, because like like that's a problem with like a lot of the L.A. comics and San yeah. Francisco comics yeah. and. Uh, like people that that grew up in uh, such a dynamic scene, yeah, yeah, is like you can have a show anywhere and it will have an audience, yeah. But it's like you're not driving out a couple of hours Man. to do a terrible coffee shop, yeah, yeah. So the difference is like 
we could go do your room in LA where you run this shit and you know them in and right, out and you right. always crush it. But then if I do it, I'm gonna crush it much harder yeah. because I've done the shitty gigs. Like yeah. I, I'm not skipping leg day. Right, right. Like, like that's it. True. You're just doing <laughs> chest every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fantastic. That's fine. But yeah. then if if a curveball gets thrown at you, yeah. you're done. That's the difference too. In our shows, I think a lot of people may come from those types of stages to where they've always got that audience. It's you know in L.A. too. It's always a nice light. You know, cool yeah. little setup. It's cool and shit. But when you get around like this, you know the the America, because Vegas is a big melting pot. You know, we got in the Midwest, down South, Atlanta, Florida, you know, so can those people still Yo, those hear what people, you're saying and click? Those people hate <laughs> LA comics. Yeah. They don't, they don't identify <laughs> with them because, uh, like, everybody in LA has, like, a bit about, like, auditions or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. which works in LA because yeah. if everybody you're, can relate if to you're there, right. either you go on auditions or somebody who you are very intimately like familiar with right probably a roommate goes on <laughs> auditions or it's like your cousin or your sister or your yeah. neighbor or you know it's you right. know somebody right of course so when you're doing this audition joke it works because everybody in this room Facts. either has been in those shoes or is like oh man this reminds me of, I should right. tell Charlie about this joke because right. he's gonna totally understand this right but in Little Rock, nobody's ever been on right, a fucking audition. Right. You're like four degrees removed from right, anybody who's ever auditioned right. for anything. Yeah. So your L.A. jokes don't work in Little Rock. However, your Little Rock jokes work in L.A. Yeah. True. When you connect with normal, regular people, because like also in L.A., I always hear like uh, uh, a lot of like, I know I look like jokes. Like, I know I look like the guy who blah, 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 blah. Uh -huh. And like, that's always everybody's opener yeah and then i'm like all right cool you got that out of the way now go on and then they go on that same premise yeah and i'm like dude i don't really i have a couple of indian jokes but that's because i just did a gay joke and a white joke and an asian joke and a black yeah. joke i just yeah. made fun of everybody I'm balancing this shit out <laughs> and so just in case any of those upset you like just in case remember yeah. i'm okay with you talking to me this way yeah it's just jokes and so they're all like you know i don't really like how he did that karen bit and then i do an indian joke they're like Ah, this guy, he's just <laughs> being a goof. Yeah. And then you can't really stay mad. But yeah. uh, when yeah, all you do is jokes speak, about yourself. Speaking of, speaking of, not to cut you off, but I, next thing I'm curious about is how has the community, your community, uh, received you as you've traveled and you go to these different places? Are you well received? Because you get accolades from maybe the not, crowd. Or not really. Um, uh, Indian people have never been my, my biggest audience. Mm. Uh, really, my biggest audience is... Old white Republican. Yeah. Like Chattanooga is my biggest market. <laughs> Oklahoma City is my number two. Gotcha. Like my biggest supporters have always been like the exact opposite of me. Wow. Wow. Uh, but it's I, I identify with them more than because I was telling my buddy the other day, like I don't identify as an Indian dude. I, yeah. I identify as a comic first. For sure. Like when I'm looking at like my Mazos hierarchy, like the most important thing is, is comedy. Yeah. Because like I wasn't. I mean, like even you when you saw the Oscars, you weren't looking at it through the eyes of a black man. As right. a comic, you're like, oh, yeah, that facts. was your very first thought. For sure. it was comic, so like sure. to you, comic is is number one. Yeah, and then number two would be anything else, and three would be anything else, and four yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But the people who identify as a comic and a comic first, yeah, those are the ones that we jumped on and started making jokes. Yeah, but then the people who immediately started writing think pieces were like. See, you're not a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even like Dave Chappelle had that bit about Michael Richards, and he was like, you know, everybody else is like, oh, the N-word, you just shouldn't. He's like, and that's how I knew that I was a comedian. Yeah. First was, I was like, he's having a bad set. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's that's the truth is, uh, uh, and, and the people that only do jokes about like, I know I look like, it's, uh, what they're doing is, uh, their art isn't, really self-fulfilling mm. anymore. It's giving the people what they think they it's want. It's giving what they want, but yeah, what you're yeah. doing is you're you're making art that is about how the world perceives you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than how you perceive the world. Come on, brother. Right. So yeah. this is an uh uh this is outside in versus inside out. Right, right. Where it's like when I'm doing any of the jokes that I'm doing, like this is this is a concept that has nothing to do with me and this is my take on the concept. Exactly. And so that's freeing. That's uh liberating. Uh, yeah. And that's how you're able to connect to those people because it's your perception. And I get to express myself. Yeah. Versus 
I'm expressing your thoughts on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I look like a terrorist and blah, blah, blah. If I just did 45 right. minutes of that shit, right. it's, it's just, all I'm doing is talking from insecurity right. the entire way through, right. which is fine. Because I mean, that's what like Taylor Tomlinson's doing. Mm-hmm. Is she's speaking from insecurity, but she's doing it from an introspective way. Yeah. And she's doing it smart and highbrow, and she's not just shitting on herself. And right. this is how you guys see me, and you guys are totally right to think low of me and this and that. Sure. Like, she's talking about, like, her uh, uh, her real mental battles. Yeah. Uh, it's not just, it's not gratuitous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I don't like about a lot of the, the L.A. comics is uh, it's it's gratuitously... Uh, self self absorbed yeah. and self involved. Yeah, and that's why I like the Vegas scene, bro. You know, but we've been out here for like a year now, man. And Vegas has just been cool. It's been a breath of fresh air away from all of the all of that those little details that go into the LA scene. You know, there's a good community in terms of networking and popping up at this club and seeing all the crew and all of that. I do kind of miss that aspect of right. it, but at the same time, you know, uh, a lot of that still just comes with so much other stuff and fluff. You know, so that you we don't still really have that here. Settle. It's yeah. just that we don't have. Uh, we don't have a hundred comics. Yeah, yeah. At one place, I know it's like a small community here. So bro. now it's like I can it's have like, like a real 30, conversation 30 with Brandon Hahn, right? Yeah, like right. it's not just hi Brandon Hahn, hi Charlie Wilson, right. hey Trish. Let's get this pick real quick. It's not just hello, because <laughs> anytime I'm at the comedy store, it's like yo, what's going on? Yeah. Yo, what's going on? Right. Yo, what's going? on? And I hated that. Yeah. It was any every Monday for potluck. Like yeah. my anxiety. Would be, I never did the potlucks, man. Dude, I would be the, the first one there. Wow. Every week. What time was sign up? Like five or something like that? Shit, I don't Three. remember. Yeah. It was early. I was, my, I was at work. I was I like, it was like 30 or something like that. Because gotcha. they knew that most people had work at yeah, like yeah, five. Yeah. So like, gotcha. they gave people enough time to actually get there. Uh, Laugh Factory? Or at, the, uh, the at Comedy Store. Comedy Store, okay. But like, I would have to be, I'd have to be the first comic there. Yeah, yeah. Because then I can say, I can slowly say hello to people as they're showing up. Sure, sure, sure. Versus like having to say hello to 300 people in eight minutes. Like that just gets me physically amped up. Yeah, and, yeah. and now I just like retreat into myself and I can't. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't thrive in that. Like, yeah, yeah. like you ever hear that analogy of like a, a, a frog in boiling water? Mm-hmm. Like if if you put the frog in the water and then you set it to boil, like it will slowly just sit there until it just dies. Yeah, because it won't even feel the the temperature reaching a point of a uh, uh, fatality. Gotcha. Versus if you put it to boil and then you jump drop the frog in, it jumps right out. They're like, nope, I'm dying in that. Uh-huh. And that's how I feel with like a party that's already popping gotcha, off. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is gotcha. I need to be in room temperature water yeah. and then let it become boiling. It's a lot more socially draining out there too, bro. I think that's the word, socially draining. Yeah. You know, with all that comes with that. Because even if you weren't performing in L.A., there was somebody else's show. You're always performing, showed. first of all. Well, you're always out. It's somebody yeah. else's show. <laughs> right. There's an event. There's a kind of premiere. You're popping up. Like most nights of the week, you're out doing some shit. Yeah. You know, so... Again, I, I kind of appreciate the tone that Vegas moves at, the uh, the speed Vegas moves at, as, as I'm still learning and discovering the comedy scene here. Because there's still a lot of places I still haven't tapped into yet. Like, I just uh, did Wise Guys, you know, a couple weeks ago. You know, they've been around, so I'm, you know, kind of, you know, learning the scene here more, too. But also, because the networking isn't here like L.A., you, I, you know, I can't just roll up to the cellar. Right. Or, you know, Brad Garrett. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you have a ticket? Huh? A who? Ah, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's a well, different. Well, once you make your thing. intro, then you can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you still can't just walk into the green room unless you actually know the headline. For sure, that's what I'm saying. It's not the same networking. Like at the comedy store, you know, you go to the belly room, bro. You just in there, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Take a seat, enjoy the show. You know, that was just a place to pull up to. You know, especially on Thursdays and shit like that. You know, crack them up. You know, that was just a place that was just you know you pulled up at. You know, but I don't see that same kind of pull up. You know, uh, you know, out here. I think here, LA but, comedy clubs that way. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, that's true. Especially, that's right. especially now they have the. That's like the most for sure. Yeah. Like especially yeah. now they have like that that side room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bar. Because now we can all like, we can all hang out. Right. Because uh, like I mean most of the comics that that they have like I've known them my entire career so it's like I have, their set pretty much memorized. Yeah. Uh, so it's like yeah fucking this joke again I'm gonna go talk to my friends in the lobby. Right. Uh. And so, the dirty too. The dirty's kind of got a little bit. Of a yeah, the dirty comics will come uh, out. And stuff well, the like dirty's that. great because uh, nobody else is doing a show at that time. So all the comics from all the clubs throughout the city, they'll all come down to the dirty. So it's like the one spot where everybody's like, all right, yeah, yeah. the week's done, the night's done. 
no more work. Let's all talk shop and like and chill. Hell yeah. Uh, and so that's like those are probably the only two. But like and laugh after dark is slowly laugh, becoming that spot. Yeah, too, laugh you know after dark's very. I see a lot much. of comments pull up that aren't performing or aren't booking, man. So it's been yeah. it's been cool to kind of build that community as well as what we're doing. So that's that's one of the coolest parts I like about it is the the Vegas community that's starting to really fuck with us. Yeah, you know plus because your guys' bar is far enough from the stage and from yeah. the audience yeah. that. Like, we can all chill as a group at that bar top without... Because, like, we're always going to make jokes about whoever's on stage. Right, right, right. So it's like, we could drop those jokes to each other (laughs) and... Live action. And still laugh it out, whatever, and still chat with each other and still... And then plug back into the show. Yeah. And, like, we can have that dynamic over and over again without it ever, like, having audience members turning heads and being like, yo, what's the commotion back there? Right, right, right. So you guys have a good dynamic there. Plus, it's perfect because everything's walking distance from there. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you have good food and good uh, good bars from right there. Right. Versus at, like, like at Tropicana or the Cellar or, like, any of the, the ones that are inside right. of a casino. Right. You're kind of limited to what's inside the casino. For sure. Or uh, you're going to be like, you got to Uber somewhere. Right, right. Like, there's no, <laughs> other, there's no other options. Yeah. So, like, you guys are in a much more centralized location where... Uh, like from there, you can just take a walk and see, like the crazy fuckery that oh yeah Fucking that Fremont Vegas Street. yeah can be. You get to see yeah the heart of Las Vegas right there Vegas. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> Fucking Fremont. That's, well, because you're not living at Fremont Night anymore, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm still, you're still, but still, but you're not. You're not gonna renew yeah. your lease though. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where the next one was gonna be. So I'm always kind of on this end of town. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I kind of fuck with the downtown vibe though, man. So I'm trying to. But how, but here's the thing. Like, do the math. Yeah. Uh, uh, as far as the community. how often, how often do you go out downtown? Yeah, man. You're trying to make it make sense now. <laughs> no, really, like pragmatically. Uh, that's true. How maybe a couple really, times a week. Couple times yes, a maybe week. Maybe a couple times a week. Uh, but that's the most I like to get out anyway. But how much are you like? Where Where's work for you? Uh, over here by South Point. So so, oh, listen, here's, Henderson, so how much South how much of your life are you spending over here commuting to and from work? Yeah. Right, so the most important thing is is living near work. That's true, bro. I needed the reminder, bro. And gas is about six dollars a gallon. My gas light right. just came up. Boom, boom, boom. Shit. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta like for for quality of life. Yeah, you, yeah. you need to live near work, yeah, and you gotta you gotta kill your commute as much as possible. Yeah, because then like you can get better rest. You don't have to wake up an hour earlier. That's true. And it doesn't take you an hour to get home. Let so me find out you're a life coach too, bro. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll give you the cheat codes for, uh, for being at the very bottom rung of middle class. Yeah. Like I can, I can get anybody to the, the, the absolute bare minimum bottom rung of middle yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what inspires and motivates you, man? Because you've been, you've been ticking at this shit for a while. You've been you know, intentional about how you see yourself spending your time because you didn't revert back to you know doing some other shit. What what inspires you? I mean, what are you? Or is there something you're working toward, or is there just a vision that you have for your life, or what? Uh, I mean, I've got, I've been writing scripts and TV con like show concepts for years, okay. and I've got a cartoon ready to go. It's packaged. It's done. I just need it to be picked up. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, uh I mean, I've got like a crime miniseries. I've got I'm working on a horror film. Oh, I've got like six different reality-based. Uh, I got, got like a dog rescue show. I got something that I want to do with Twenty Three and Me. Like nice. I've got a bunch of projects that I want to like bigger projects that I want to develop. Gotcha. Uh, and stand-up's not really the uh, stand-up is now the the means to the end, where it used to be the like that was the end. Right. Uh, and I'm a very goal-oriented person where uh, once I achieve a goal, it's it's the best and worst feeling. Yeah. Because on one hand, I'm like, yo, good job, buddy. You right. you did it. You you achieved it. Uh, and then on the other hand, I'm like, well, shit, now I got to set a new goal. Yeah. Because I life. can't just rest on laurels yeah, at all. Like, I'm not that no. kind of person. Like, I no. always need to be striving towards something. So for me, like... Not being in with Comedy Cellar yeah. is probably the best thing that can happen to me right now because now yeah. I can hyper focus on that. It, same, bro. It gives me something to same, focus to on when I'm home. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I, but I once I'm in, I'm fucked. Yeah, I can be hard on myself too, bro. But we're constantly leveling up. But we're constantly, you know, 
leveling up. You know, and that's never going to stop. Yeah. So I think we have to find the balance and being at peace and having gratitude and Which feeling means- centered enough to like, yeah, I'm, I'm reaching these accomplishments and I'm still working towards more. But that's the process of life, constantly leveling up. It's just a process in doing so, but you're constantly building upward. You know, as long right. as you're building upward, enjoy the ride and fucking relax and you're, you're going to continue to build upward because that's then, what you're focused on. At the same time, I'm a, I'm a huge paradox because my favorite thing to do is to be bored. Yeah. That's my favorite hobby is yeah. sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Slay the draws. Like, I watch Judge Mathis. I just lay down and just chill. I just have Family Guy or Boss Burgers <laughs> on reruns and I'm not even shit. listening to it or watching it at all. Yeah. Like I'm just literally right. laying down, yeah. playing Candy Crush and <laughs> doing... I'm not networking. I'm right. not right. keeping up with... like it's the best shit ever. That's my favorite. Favorite, favorite. I think thing. we got the same hobby, bro. I think yeah. we got the same hobby. For real, man. And when people are like, yo, man, yeah. let's go. I'm like, yeah. ah, That's why man. sometimes I'm like, ah. Especially if I just came from some shit. Because we're always on the move, too. Right. Comics, but we're always on the run. So when you do get those t- those moments to just fucking relax and not do shit, it's like, I got to take it. I need this moment. Yeah. So that I can have the energy and the capacity to go out and continue to do what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So like we're, we're essentially, we're, we're, extroverted, we're extroverted introverts. Yeah. Where it's like we we can be in public settings, but we prefer not to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So every time I go out, especially me, I'm a cancer too, bro. So I'm... it's draining. Yeah. So I mean, we, we gotta get, recharge. We exactly. I gotta get my batteries back to neutral. Yeah. And once I can get to neutral, then yeah. Then, but if I'm operating in a deficit always, right. like I'm going to snap and I'm gonna right. go catatonic, right. and then it's gonna be <laughs> right. It's gonna be a couple weeks. to everything and everybody. Yeah. yeah and I, that's why yesterday, bro, I took a nap. Not because you always like I just fucking took that nap. You gotta take those oh, little breaks and those moments when you. I take a nap. I took a nap right before we came here. Like, <laughs> we went to lunch and. That's then, why DJ was late, y'all. He was. He was. Oh shit! Let me get my hat. No, where my hat? I was perfectly ready to go. Okay, if I leave the house by four ten, we should be perfectly fine. Oh, right. But this traffic trying to get on the other right, side of the. Right. Of the it's, freeway. It gets a little congested over here, too, man. And I, like, I like it, but depending on the time of the day, yeah, you, oh. you in that shit. That's why I like our neighborhood. Yeah. That's why I like yeah. our building. Is Same, I don't, bro. That's I don't know I what like... traffic looks like. <laughs> right. Because I just get drunk and moonwalk home. Like, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yo, our hood is dope, man. Our hood is dope. But I'm, dope. I'm not re-signing that lease. They, they're about to jump my rent to oh, 26. Dude, they did go up, bro. They yeah. did go up. <laughs> it's been real. That's no, what I'm like. Let yeah, me figure this shit out. I'm about to apply for Section 8 very soon. Yo, There's no yo. way I'm... So for, for, before I forget, man, you got these... Um, these, all these scripts. I hope you got something shot, bro. You got to submit to uh, Laugh After Dark Comedy Fest. You know, that's going down in October. So if you got something that's shot, if not, get your ass to shooting. I don't think, I think we still got time that you can submit to that. Ooh. So Laugh After Dark Comedy Fest. It's, we got features. Uh, so yeah, man, put, uh, make sure you get, get involved with that. And uh, please let the people know, DJ, where they can follow you and they can kind of keep up with everything else you got going on. Uh, you can get me on Instagram or Twitter or what's the other one? Only TikTok. Fans. Only fans. Uh, Not there, you, right? Little beer you can porn. Me on, it's like, yeah. You can get me on anything at uh, uh, DJ Sandu20. That's DJ S A N D H U 20. And I'm going to be, let's see. Next week, I'll be in San Francisco for the whole week. And then after that is Colorado Springs. And then after that is Seattle. And then after that is South Bend, Indiana. And then after that is Fort Wayne, Indiana. So for the next uh, six or seven weeks in a row, I'll be on the road. So I'll probably be in your city or uh, in a city of somebody that you love. So tell them to hit me up and I'll take care of the tickets for them. (laughs) Hey, shit. Super dope, man. Y'all make sure y'all tap in with DJ, man. It's been nothing but a pleasure. Cheers one more time. I've been your boy, Charlie Wilson TV. It's Laugh After Dark. Do tell. DJ saying (laughs) too. Follow your boy. I'll see y'all next time, man. Good shit. Good shit. Let me borrow some of your beer. Hey, look. Hey, hey. I know you got stuff to do and you're ready to get up out of here, but just a minute. Come on, man. You didn't already stay here this long. Now take just a minute and subscribe, please. That way you can stay connected. Like the video. Leave a comment. We want to hear what you got to say, baby. (laughs) Now we appreciate it. And go on and subscribe.